Welcome to the Sacred Seed Life Podcast. This is your host, Pastor Justin Dean. This podcast is all about helping you follow Jesus in the everyday normal rhythms of life. And once again on this podcast, I have my wife and glory, Amanda Dean. Hello. (laughs) And uh, this is a podcast we've been talking about for quite a while, Mm -hmm. and it's finally here. Mm -hmm. You want to introduce the topic? The topic is modesty. Oh, no. Uh Uh-huh. Now you know why I have my wife on here, because <laughs> these days and this day and age, if a man speaks on modesty, he is basically told to shut up and sit down, you misogynist. You have no right to tell women how to dress. Um, and so I would prefer not to get myself in that hot water, so I just come and put it on my wife and let her mm. do it. Just joking. <laughs> uh, no, but we want uh, to provide a teaching on modesty for our, or maybe just a conversation mm-hmm. for our children. It's something we're yeah. talking about. I've, we've got four girls, yeah. but also for our church at large. It seems like nobody's really talking about this, right? This, yeah. in, this day and age, mm-hmm. you know. So let's start with. Um, let me just start with the Bible, okay? Let's just start with the Bible. First Timothy, chapter two, verse eight to ten says this: I desire then that in every place men should pray, lifting holy hands without anger or quarreling. Likewise also that women should adorn themselves in respectable apparel with modesty and self-control, not with braided hair and gold or pearls or costly attire, but with what is proper for women who profess godliness with good works. Now, I think many times people hear that and they're immediately, they're like, what? Why does it say that women have to dress a certain way? And why doesn't it say a man has to dress a certain way? And uh, they can get offended by that. And, um, you know, I I think there's just a lot of cultural pushback Mm -hmm. towards that this today. And I just don't think there needs to be. I, Mm -hmm. I think it's, I think it's pretty simple. If we go back to the Garden of Eden, they were Adam and Eve were naked and not ashamed. Mm-hmm. And then when they sinned, what happened? They felt shame and they covered up. They felt shame and they covered up and they covered up inadequately. Mm-hmm. What did they use? Leaves. They used fig leaves. And what did God do when he, when he uh, forgave them of their sins? What did he do? He clothed them abundantly. He clothed them with the skin of animals. So he provided a better covering... Mm-hmm. Um, for them. And, and specifically, they covered up their pri- what we would consider our private parts, mm-hmm. right? Now, it's interesting because the Bible talks about that every person has body parts that are, quote, unpresentable. And so must be treated, quote, with greater modesty. This is 1 Corinthians 12, 24. It says, And on those parts of the body that we think less honorable, we bestow the greater honor. And our unpresentable parts are treated with greater modesty, which our more presentable parts do not require. So Mm -hmm. he's literally saying, everybody knows this, like you have private parts and you cover up those private parts, right? Mm -hmm. You treat them with greater honor. Well, a woman by the Lord's design has a particular body. And so what what she chooses to wear must accommodate to the body that the Lord has given to her, mm-hmm. right? So there's just clearly. So covering certain body parts doesn't deny the fact that um, 
you know, that she's beautiful and that she's the Lord's design. Doesn't dimin- it's not meant to diminish her beauty in any ways. It's meant to show greater honor to those body parts, right? Yeah. And also, I would say, what they are for. Mm-hmm. So we seek to teach our children to, or our girls specifically, to be, to be modest. Mm-hmm. So how, how have you gone about teaching modesty to the girls? Oh man, I think, well, m- modesty, like anything else, has to be instructed by Christian parents because the world is instructing them. I think the culture and the world will always be instructing our children in the opposite direction of what God would have for them, of what their Christian parents would have for them, what what the Bible says for them. So um, instructing them, first of all, making them aware of the fact that the world around you is teaching you something, whether you realize it or not. Every time you get on YouTube, every time you see you know, celebrities, whatever, like you're being taught something about the way that a woman should look, Mm -hmm. um, and what type of attention she receives when she looks a certain way. So the world is, um, teaching them to love themselves, to love their own bodies and flaunt them, um, to love attention from the opposite sex, to love vanity and to keep up with fashion and makeup trends as a way to establish their identity. Mm. That's what the world is teaching them. Um, and, and there is there is a war against um, femininity and against modesty, and I think that Christian girls and women will always be tempted to um, be tempted by that because it is alluring because you see these beautiful people and you see the comments that they receive about their beauty and the attention that they receive, and that is alluring. So I think the first step is to make them aware of the fact that like you are being taught something and we have to fight against against that. And it really, I mean, there's, there's definitely practical things that need to be set in place. Like, but it's much more than like, should I allow my daughter to wear a crop top or a bikini? Like it's, (laughs) sorry. like those are definitely standards that need to be set in place, but it's much more a question of identity. Like, so the, what you're saying is what, what Timothy says is, or, um, but with what is proper for women who profess godliness with good works. So they're, he's making a, um, a comparison that too often women focus on what's outside mm-hmm. and not what's on inside, mm-hmm. the, the good works or, or, or producing good character that produces good works, yeah. right? And that it's, it's a temptation for, um, for women specifically to adorn themselves in a way that draws attention from the opposite sex and they negate developing good virtues and characters and and good Mm -hmm. works. And the world is, that's what they're trying to promote. Mm -hmm. This is one of the things that TikTok and Instagram and and all the, um, all the social media apps are, are teaching our children that they are one, that the looks, that the, that the looks they have right now are not good enough. You need filters and you need push-up bras and you need to flaunt whatever it is that you've got Mm -hmm. in order to entice that young man Mm -hmm. to get the likes and to get the, to get the attention. So we want to be training our our children to see that in the world and to despise it, Mm -hmm. to name it and say, that's ridiculous. And, um, I can't believe, 
you know, we want, I want my girls to go. I can't believe that girl's wearing that. Mm -hmm. I want them to see that and go, oh my goodness. Right. That girl's got a daddy, got daddy, Mm -hmm. daddy issues. Mm -hmm. Um, Because it's a little bit ridiculous if a person is wearing clothes that are drawing attention to their, their uh, breasts or rear end or whatever, and then wants and then gets offended when they're treated like a piece of meat, mm-hmm. right? Or, or treated like a mindless person or treated yeah. like a person who lacks character or substance. Mm-hmm. You are, that's literally what you're flaunting. Yeah. Right. And we don't want our, we want our children to be, to see that and name it, go, oh, I don't want to do that. And then we, of course, we want our children to find their identity in Christ and become people of substance and people of character, mm-hmm. godly women who then don't adorn themselves in the, in the same way. Right. right. As, yeah. as the world. Mm-hmm. Now I, I, I want to just mention that the Bible's not specifically against braided hair or gold or pearls or any of, or any of those things. He, he's not meaning that you need to look ugly and don't do your hair and don't do your makeup. He's, he's in the, in their time, this cultural moment, that would have been extravagant. That would right. have been extra. And there's also the cultural implications that that's how the prostitutes dressed. Mm-hmm. Right, right. So the women typically had head coverings on. Don't think full burqa, but think some kind of head covering on that would show that they're that they're under authority. That they're mm-hmm. a, it was literally like I am a uh, I'm a woman in a marriage. I'm a respectable woman, mm-hmm. and the the disrespectable women or irrespectable women or the, the, the women of Ill, Ill repute, the adulterous women and the the prostitutes, they were the ones that did up all their makeup, did up all their hair, wore all the, the fancy stuff right. so that people could see, oh, that's, that's a prostitute. Mm-hmm. Right. And, yeah. and so he's drawing the attention to this. Don't let your children, you know, aspire to be that girl. Yeah. It's very similar to what Proverbs says or what Solomon says in the Proverbs to his son, not yeah. to be enticed by the immoral woman. Yeah. And I think that if, if a woman reads a scripture like that and doesn't understand what you just said, then the first reaction could be like, well, ew, like, you know, I don't want to not wear jewelry or I don't want to not put on makeup or whatever, but it's not like God's call to modesty is not a call into like frumpy dumpy yeah, town. Genesis you know? 24, 22 through 30, second Samuel 13, 18, Proverbs 31, 22 through 21 through 22. All of these talk about women being dressed beautifully. Mm-hmm. But the, the, the idea is okay with women being beautiful and women displaying, women looking feminine and uh, respectable. But when, it, when one's, but when one's clothing is overly ostentatious or attention grabbing, mm-hmm. right, then it detracts from a Christian witness. Now, people are even, it's funny, men can do this in different ways. And, and there's this, uh, I probably won't get into it, but people are sending me these links to these, these pastors that are wearing $1,000 sweatshirts and they're right. wearing $10,000 sneakers and all mm-hmm, this kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. And that's ridiculous. That's yeah. immodest as well. That's immodest in a different way. Right. But that's um, that's that's just as bad. <clears throat> yeah, yeah. I mean, I think regardless, like the way that we dress ourselves conveys us a certain message to the world about the people that we are, the life that we live. Um, dressing immodestly can make you appear competitive or um, just ignorant or prideful or immoral. Um, it goes for other types of dressing as well, like dressing sloppy all the time, um, presents an assumption of laziness or lack of dignity. Um, so this is funny. People, will, I think people will push back on this because they're going to say, we're Christians. We're saved by grace. It doesn't matter what we wear. Hmm. But when you go back, if you read the scriptures, the Bible actually has a lot to say about clothing. Hmm. 
Um, specifically, when obviously we talked about Adam and Eve and God clothed them, and we we see uh, sometimes people get in and in, in trouble for being disrobed. Uh, you know, uh, Noah gets naked, mm -hmm. right? That's a problem. You've got the angels clothed a certain way. You have the priesthood had to wear the ephod and all kind of fancy dress, and they had to adorn themselves a certain way. That soldiers had to wear soldier. You know, the soldiers looked different than civilians. That you could tell who the high priest was. You could tell who, you know, uh, a fisherman was by what they wore. There are, clothing does, is meant to represent something of our identity, mm -hmm. something of, of who we are. Now, it's not our complete identity, but it should, this is why we want, I don't want my attorney to show up in sweatpants. Right. <laughs> I expect him to be wearing a suit, mm -hmm. right? Same, the president of the United States, to our pastors, to our priests, to our doctors, to whatever it is, what you wear says something about what you value and, and who you are. And so the Bible teaches that we want to be more concerned about what's going on in the heart mm -hmm. than we are on the outside. Yes. And we want, but we want to be aware that what's, what we're putting on the outside actually is a good representation of what's going on in our heart and mm -hmm. what we actually believe. Mm -hmm. And therefore, if we, if we are Christians but we're taking all of our fashion sense and our fashion trends from society, we're going to be in trouble. Mm -hmm. Right? Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, I uh, I heard a really good illustration kind of about this. Um, it was talking about, like, maybe a young Christian woman or someone who wants to have morals or whatever, say teenager, maybe teenage girl. Um, she just buys an outfit because it's cute. She thinks it's cute. It's trendy, whatever. She buys it. She's walking around wearing it. Um, without anything in her head that this could be, you know, boys could be perceiving me a certain way when I'm wearing this outfit. Like that's not a thought in her head. She just thinks it's cute or whatever. Well, this is equivalent to buying a t-shirt that has something very offensive written on it in a different language. Like you're walking around wearing this t-shirt. You have no idea what it's communicating. You don't know what the words are it doesn't change the fact that you're saying it. Oh, yeah. You're communicating oh, yeah. it, whether you're aware of it or not. Okay, so now this is a, that's that's a great point. I like, that's a great illustration, the way you bring that up. And ladies, hear me when I say this. I, I, this isn't meant to offend or to bring any um, condemnation upon you at all. But we know that men, <clears throat> men are more visually stimulated, right? Mm -hmm. Um and the Bible tells men to make a covenant with their eyes, like Job did, not to look at women lustfully. Jesus says <clears throat> that committing lust um, is like the sin of adultery, that we are to root out lust, we're to fight against lust, and, um, you know, lust is a sin, and we don't want to give, give in to lust. Just as, and I think, and there, there are women, women are Women are prone to lust as well, not near as men, near as much as men, but they are prone to lust as well. But more often than not, the female side of lust is actually wanting, now this is, this is going to sound kind of bad, wanting men to lust after them. Mm -hmm. Like, I want men to go, whoa, yeah. she's hot. Mm -hmm. I want men to look at my breasts or look at my stomach or look at my rear end or look at whatever it is, my body part that I like, mm -hmm. whatever it is. I want men to notice 
And I want men to say, wow. And maybe even I want my girlfriends to say, see it too. Right. <clears throat> see yeah. it and say it too. Mm -hmm. That is the other side of lust. Mm -hmm. It's the, it's, it's very similar, if not the same thing. Mm -hmm. You are enticing men to lust after you. Now, you might be doing that purposefully and willfully, or you might be doing it as you just said it, mm -hmm. wearing that shirt with some other language on it that you don't even know mm -hmm. that, you know, they're interpreting it that way. Mm -hmm. Now, listen to the way Solomon speaks to his son <clears throat> about a prostitute. Okay, he says this, behold, the woman meets him dressed as a prostitute. So right away, you know, in our day and age, sometimes it might not be that easy to, to tell the difference, right? right? <laughs> nope, that's Kim Kardashian, right? <laughs> Is that a prostitute? Well, that's arguable. Okay, dressed as a prostitute, wily of heart. So this... Solomon's saying, son, I want you to notice that that girl's insides are being portrayed on the outside. Mm -hmm. She's wily of heart and therefore she's dressing a certain way. Okay. She is loud and wayward. Her feet do not stay at home. Now in the street, now in the market and at every corner, she lies in wait. She seizes him and kisses him with bold face. She says to him, I had to offer sacrifices and today I've paid my vows. So now I've come out to meet you to seek you eagerly, and I have found you. I have spread my couch with coverings, colored linens from Egyptian linen, and I have perfum perfum perfumed my bed with myrrh, aloes, and cinnamon. Come, let us take our fill of love till morning. Let us delight ourselves with love. For my husband is not at home. He has gone on a long journey. He took a bag of money with him. At full moon, he will come home. Which, With much seductive speech, she persuades him. With her smooth talk, she compels him. All at once, he follows her. As an ox goes to the slaughter, or as a stag is caught fast, till an arrow pierces its liver. So, here we see both sides of the lust equation. The man is giving in. The man is lusting, or is, you know, he's warning his son against it. <clears throat> but the woman is seducing. Right. The woman is dressing a certain way. Her, her sinful lustful insides are being displayed by her outsides and the way she seduces him. Now, of course, this is a picture of girls who are in, in pornography. Mm -hmm. Of course, this is a picture of girls that are on OnlyFans. Only mm -hmm. And they're like, hey, I don't care. It doesn't matter if you're married. Come over here and give me five, ten dollars a month and you can see me naked. Of course, there's all that going on. But we, many times, we young women might not be aware that they're actually participating in that same behavior just on a little bit less of a scale, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. With really tight clothing, with crop tops, with, I, I'm, I'm not going to go into too much more detail, mm -hmm. but wanting to be desired, wanting to be um, wanted by the opposite sex. Mm -hmm. Now, let me just say first, that desire is good. You are meant to be desired by your husband, right? I just finished reading Song of Solomon again, and it's all about married love. It's all about um, sexual love. It's all about sexual union and desire, and both the male and the female are just saying, I want you, and I want your body. Mm -hmm. Like, that's okay, but that's meant for your spouse mm -hmm. and your spouse alone. Yeah. Until then, 
one of the things that I'll use the Song of Solomon, they, he uses fruit as a metaphor for her, uh, her, her private parts, let's just say it. And she, she uses it back to him. And one of the realities is that the, 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 a, a woman's fruit is meant to be tasted and seen only by her husband or future husband. Mm -hmm. And to flaunt them to anyone else is immoral, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. It's immodest and immoral. And the guys at your gym shouldn't know as much about your body as your future husband, mm -hmm. right? You, you should be um, aware of what you're wearing, right? Right. And I'm just going to tell you, there's a lot of guys and there's a lot of talk out where, where guys... Um, you know, go to the gym to look for chicks like this. Mm -hmm. Like they want to mm -hmm. see it and they can see if they can see every part of your body in those yoga pants or whatever they are, then, then it, it's not okay to wear it. It's, mm -hmm. it's immodest, mm -hmm. right? You're, you're flaunting yourself. Now I'm not saying all yoga pants. I'm not saying anything like that. Um, I, I I'm not an expert on any of those things. So <laughs> all I know is there, there are things that you can wear that reveal far too much mm -hmm. of your lady parts mm -hmm. than, um, than others. And Christian women, um, must, must be modest mm -hmm. in, in their dress. So, I mean, how, how would you, I probably just got myself in trouble. So what, what would you say? Yeah, no. <laughs> no, I think that, well, going back to, you know, what you wear does convey a certain message. And then women, young women who, you know, who are single and who are, would like to have a husband someday. And then, they're sitting around complaining about like, where are all of the good Christian men? Well, the thing is like good Christian young men are working really hard to remain pure in their thoughts and in their actions. So if you are dressing in a certain way that sends it, sends a message that, Hey, I'm, I could potentially lead you into temptation. Those good Christian men are seeing you and turning the other way because they don't want to be led that direction by you. So like what kind of, what kind of message are you sending? Or you're just sending? putting off a vibe that <clears throat> that you, you're worldly. Right, And yeah. you're, you're not committed to their own. You're not loving, you're not willing to love your Christian brothers in a way that causes you to, to, to dress in, in a modest way. So that just, it perceives, it puts off the perception that you aren't actually that serious right. about your faith. Yeah, and there are no lone Christians. We're saved into a community. So when you are dressing yourself, you're... You have to have not just yourself in mind and your own desires. Yeah. And I would say, so we're talking about also, you know, you're in a community of people and a church full of people. And so, you know, that, that goes for the married men. Like if you're a single woman, that goes for the married men in your community as well. Like you're not just dressing, dressing yeah. to attract some, fu some future man that you hope that will show up one day yeah. and see you wearing that outfit. There's also other men in that room mm -hmm. that, you know, you, you are, uh, dressing in a way that could cause them to lust. And, right. and again, listen, I'm not saying it's your fault. I'm, I'm saying men are, have to be responsible, Yeah. but, yeah. but still you are responsible for the way that, that you dress mm -hmm. as well. Mm -hmm. And if, if you're dressing in a way that's meant to draw attention to, um, the parts of your body that, that should be more modestly covered, then you are responsible for that. Mm -hmm. And you, you are leading people into sin. And you're responsible. You're responsible for that. Mm -hmm. So, um, <clears throat> so we want. So for our girls specifically, we yeah. 
and, and now listen, we let them wear stuff around the house, and right. but we're constantly saying, hey, nope, those shorts are you've outgrown those shorts. Those mm-hmm. shorts need to go in the yeah. trash, or those shorts need to hand it, be handed down to your sister, or you can't leave the house in those shorts. <laughs> yep. Um, we're wanting to set the standards for our daughters that they right. that they can set them for themselves eventually. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That they, they they don't want to dress like the world. Right. They want to dress yeah. more Yeah, and I mean, I think a common argument is like, but everybody, well, right now, it's everybody wears crop tops. And it is it is very frustrating. I just took Zoe. Zoe's 13. She's a young woman. I took her shopping at Target. She's like, every cute shirt I grab is either a crop top or super low cut. She's like, there's no, there's no good shirts for me. Mm-hmm. And that is incredibly frustrating, and it requires more work. Um, just to, you know, to stick to the standards that you've set for your daughters and what God says for us. Um, uh, I can't remember where I was going with that. Yeah. So it, it, well, it requires more work. Okay. I remember. All right. Go ahead. (laughs) So as far as, um, like setting standards, this is just very practical. Setting standards for your family, for your girls specifically here. And this will have to be reevaluated as they grow, as they mature every couple of years. But like, okay, let's have a discussion. Are we going to do two-piece swimsuits? Well, yes, that's probably fine. But there is a very wide range. Two-piece swimsuit can look like a tank top and shorts, and it can look like basically nothing. A thong. Yes. So so what are the standards here? Like, we're not we're not going to do cheeky bottoms. We're not going to do cleavage. You know, it's just very practical. Mm-hmm. And... Um, standards for that type of stuff. Are we going to wear crop tops? No, you can wear a shorter sweater, but let's put a tank top under it. So when you raise your hands, you know, you're not going to, people aren't going to be seeing belly and back. So listen, moms, if you're allowing your teenagers to buy crop tops, oh, but I'm only going to wear them around the house. I'm only going to wear them around the house. Here's what we've seen. We've, we've went to the football games. We've Mm -hmm. went to the basketball games. The kid, the, the, the girl comes in with this big baggy sweatshirt, sweatshirt on that, that that's what she left the house in. Mm As soon as she gets into the gym, she pops the top and off it goes. And she's just got a little tiny crop top Uh on that her mom probably thought she was sleeping in or something. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So we got to be aware. This is, and I'm, this is Christian young girls that I've, we've seen, uh, Mm -hmm. dressing like this and and doing this in the last year or so yeah Yeah, and I will also say um moms like set a standard for yourself as well and stick to it like don't set the standard like we don't show cleavage unless I'm attending a wedding then then mom comes down and she's all (laughs) flaunting everything that she's got because that's teaching your girls well I don't dress a certain way unless it's homecoming then it's then it's totally fine to you know flaunt you know so and, oh, and I can't, okay, now now this is going to turn into a rant podcast, babe. <laughs> Sorry. The the stuff that's going on for prom, that, that supposedly Christian moms, I don't know if these moms are living vicariously through their daughters, mm-hmm. and they look at their daughters, and they're in the prime of their life, and they're beautiful, and so they think, okay, since yeah. it's prime, or prime, since it's prom, <laughs> it's okay for you to dress like a prostitute. But that's what mm-hmm. it looks like. Yeah. Super short skirts, mm-hmm. very low cut stuff. Super, I mean, there's hardly any clothing. Very like lingerie inspired stuff right very now. Very lingerie. You showed me whatever happened last last year. And I was just like, you know, I was like, yep, yeah, I feel like an old man. I feel like mm-hmm. an old man that's mm-hmm. going, oh my, good back in my day, we wore gunny mm-hmm. sacks to mm-hmm. prom. <laughs> no, but um, when you lo- go back and you look at our prom photos, 
it, it they they the, the lady the, everybody's covered up and it, it literally looks like it's from 100 years ago. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So we get it. The standards have changed. You know, the culture says it's totally fine to sexualize your child, and by sexualize, I mean you you can dress them away in in such a way that you are flaunting off their sexuality yeah. to what to attract the opposite sex to attract attention that's what our culture is doing we must stand against it and say no yeah and i feel like those particular situations where the daughters are allowed to wear very inappropriate things to dances or or in general i i mean i feel like it's a, a failure of christian fathers specifically because I mean, scenarios play out where like mom and daughters go shopping and they're like, well, just don't, don't show dad. Dad is going to hate this dress. You know, don't tell dad that we bought this one or whatever. Like that's not okay. Yeah. You know? And then the dad is just like, well, I don't want to, you know, she looks pretty and I want her to be happy or whatever. So I'm just not going to say anything, but I really hate this dress. You know, like. Yeah. Because he knows what men think of it. He knows what what boys are going to think when they see that. That's what I was going to say. Like a good, a, a Christian father who is leading his home and his daughters and his wife well needs to say, absolutely not. Like, I'm not going to put you in the position to have boys gawking after you and lusting after you. Like, I'm, I've am i been called to protect you as your father. Yeah. <clears throat> First Peter chapter 3 says it like this. Likewise, wives, be subject to your own husbands, so that even if some do not obey the word, they may be won without a word by the conduct of their wives when they see your respectful and pure conduct. Listen to this. <clears throat> do not let your adorning... Be external, the braiding of hair and the putting on of gold jewelry or the clothing you wear, but let your adorning be the hidden person of the heart with the imperishable beauty, imperishable beauty of a gentle and quiet spirit, which in God's sight is very precious. Mm. We are training our children in this culture to put their trust in perishable beauty, the outside beauty of their heart. And they've most of them have a good decade, right? Of being beautiful and whatever. And then life happens and they have babies and we get older and then that beauty starts to perish. And then what happens? Then many ladies get into all kind of identity crisis. Mm-hmm. They, um, oftentimes they start injecting things into their face. They start cutting body parts. They start getting all kind of eating disorders. They start you know, there's all kind of ways that they str- they try to hold on to the perishable beauty. When the scriptures tells us specifically, <clears throat> let your adorning be the hidden person of the heart with the imperishable beauty of a gentle and quiet spirit, which in God's sight is very precious. Becoming a woman of character, becoming a woman of substance, having a gentle and quiet spirit is the beauty that doesn't fade. Mm-hmm. This is what we want our children to become. This is what our young women need to be aspiring to do to to be. This is what the Bible tells older women should be teaching the younger women to do these things and to cherish these things. <clears throat> it's more important um, how you respond to difficulty. It's more important the type of character you have than how good you look in those jeans. Yeah. Yep. Right. And we have to rebel from the world or we're going to, you know, our, our, our children are going to follow the ways of the world. Mm-hmm. Yep. Right. 
So <clears throat> when it comes to modesty, is there anything else that you that, that comes to your mind that we haven't talked about or we need to address? Um, I think the only other thing I would just kind of mention is, and this would be probably a whole other podcast, but if you are um, tempted to dress immodestly or make yourself appear in a certain way on social media to, if you're relying too much on likes and mm. affirmation, um, as part of your identity, um, through the, through the pictures that you post of yourself or the videos or whatever, then social media is not, it's just not a healthy place. I mean, yeah, there's too many, <clears throat> too many women that I know and, and men can fall into this as well, but there's too many women that if they feel ugly, if they feel depressed, mm -hmm. if they feel bad, they think, oh, I'll get dolled up, I'll show up, you know, and I'll take that selfie with that filter. Mm -hmm. Yep. And may maybe I'll go and get a boudoir session done mm -hmm. by some <laughs> professional <laughs> photographer, or I'll show a little cleavage, or yep. I will show my rear end in, in a yeah. whatever. We were watching <clears throat> some movie, and like a girl showed up and like, low cut top and a push up bra and her friend was like what's that all about she's like more cleavage more likes oh yeah and that <laughs> could not be more true yeah and so listen you have to diagnose that I, I get it i we want affirmation we want people to like us we want attention we go through ups and downs in life and things get difficult and you know but we, it's a dangerous game to play that every time we feel our, our need we go to social media yeah. instead of going to Christ Yeah. or, you know, and this happens to men as well. Like men, men feel this desire and they go to porn, mm -hmm. right? And, and they lust and they go to porn and this keeps them from actually pursuing real women. Mm -hmm. So, you know, we, we, we got to, we want, we want you to be free of that. We want our people to, um, honor their, honor their bodies and to glorify the Lord with their bodies. And that means by covering some things, mm -hmm. covering things, some things up and, and not be able to follow some trends and some fashions. Right. And this is what it means to come out from the world and be separate, that there should be some things that differentiate us from the world. Mm -hmm. Mom, they all were wearing that, not Christians. Right. We're, we're Christians. Mm -hmm. We dress differently. Yeah. And so we're not going to follow some of those, some of those trends. Now, um, as we close, I want to tell you, this is not to heap judgment. This is not to heap, heap condemnation. This is not works righteousness. This is wisdom. This is biblical. This is, um, again, honoring the Lord with our bodies, honoring our future husbands, our spouse, honoring the men who are in our missional community and the men who are in our churches. This is uh, this using wisdom and, yep. and honoring the women too, because, um, you know, if, if uh, no... <laughs> No wife wants to be in the MC when some, you know, some person walks in with cleavage and mm -hmm. booty shorts or something like that with their husband because they know, you know, mm -hmm. this woman is flaunting her stuff to get, maybe not specifically to get my husband's attention, but that's what she's doing. Right. 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 And obviously the men don't want to be tempted that way and it's going to be awkward for us and mm -hmm. I, I got to, you know, where, where am I supposed to look right now? <laughs> look at the ceiling. Yeah, I got to stare at the ceiling. So... Um, ladies, we love you. We want to see you fulfill God's calling on your life. We want to see you have a happy, thriving relationship with your own body and also with a future spouse. And so we are encouraging you and we are encouraging our young daughters to pursue modesty. Mm -hmm. And it's okay. It's okay. Modest is hottest, as they say. <laughs> oh, boy. Modest is hottest. So, 
All right. If you got any questions, you can uh, email me or email Amanda. So my email is justindean at sacredcitychurch.com. If you want to email Amanda. AmandaDean7 at gmail.com. All right. And so if you are mad, if you're angry, uh, use my wife's email. (laughs) Love you guys. God bless you. Talk to you soon.